Research the company, the people you're interviewing with. Be prepared. Tell the people you're interviewing with why you want the job, why you're the best fit. That goes a long way, opposed to just having the skill sets that is needed. Welcome to Security Cleared Jobs, Who's Hiring and How, the podcast for cleared professionals looking for new opportunities and career advice. We go behind the scenes with recruiters and hiring managers from leading cleared employers to uncover the information you need to make a smart career move. Get ready for insights from this week's guest and your hosts, Kathleen Smith and Rachel Bozeman. Welcome, everyone, and this is Kathleen on another episode of Security Clear Jobs Who's Hiring How. Our podcast team includes Ashley and her intern in the production booth, making sure that everything works. And of course, my wonderful, my fabulous, my dear friend, Rachel, co host. How are you today, Rachel? I am doing fantastic, Kathleen. I can't think of a better way to spend the day than talking about cleared careers with one of my besties. So here we go, and we are excited that you are all with us here today. So yes, we're going to learn a lot today from our guest, Angelica No, Director of People Services at Millennium Corporation. Angelica, so glad to have you with us today. Thank you. Happy to be here. Nice to meet you both. You as well. Well, I think we're going to start at the very important spot here, Angelica. We want to hear a little bit more about how you came to be the Director of People Services at Millennium. Absolutely. Um, So I started at Millennium in 2016 as the recruiting manager. Um, We were a fairly small company, about 120 folks then. As we grew, um, my role has evolved in the last seven years as a senior manager of talent acquisition, HR, and facility security, and now most recently as the director of people services, still overseeing talent acquisition, HR, and FSO, just wearing different hats and serving our customers. We know that people in people services, recruiting, HR, we all wear multiple hats. So it's great to know you're part of the team on that one. So I was really curious. I saw on your website, you have a very interesting phrase that says, no one supports more NSA certified red team ops, and no one does more DOD red team ops than Millennium. Can you explain that statement and tell us more about Millennium Corporation? Yeah, absolutely. So we support eight of the 12 NSA Red Team certified Red Teamers, um, in addition to the Department of Justice and the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, We provide cybersecurity operations, DevSecOps planning and training for our customers. And we're a government contractor based out of Arlington, Virginia, have been around for about two decades, um, specializing in cybersecurity, offensive cyber red teaming, but also do software and technical engineering as well as some training. That all just sounds amazing. And it sounds like you're hiring a lot of cybersecurity talent. But if you don't mind giving our listeners kind of an idea of the, just the breadth and range of all of the different type of cleared positions that you're typically hiring for. Absolutely. So we uh, definitely not only hire offensive cyber um, security folks, we also hire on the defensive side. So your ISSOs, ISSEs, um, DevSecOps systems and network engineers, as well as network designers, software developers, test engineers, trainers. And then we do also a little bit of help desk roles too. That is awesome. And then you know the question that's coming. You know it's coming, Angelica. Where are these positions located? 
Sure. So there is a gamut of locations. Um, I would say our on-site work um, is in Huntsville, Alabama, Charleston, South Carolina, the D.C. metro area. We just got some work over in the Keyport, Washington area, so out in Washington State, um, New Orleans, Norfolk, and Hawaii. But we also hire on a hybrid remote capacity, too, for some of our other customers. That sounds great, because that was one of my next questions, because this has been a big issue for a lot of people after the pandemic, hybrid and remote positions. How have you navigated, since you are supporting a lot of red team ops, how do you support having people who are hybrid and remote doing red team ops, or are those positions only on site? Yeah, so unfortunately and fortunately, uh, those red team positions are definitely on site due to the nature of the work that they're doing. They do allow some hybrid work, um, but I would say the Huntsville uh, Army contract that we have is 100% on site, so there's no flexibility. Um, we do have some other contracts as well that do, uh, I would say, more of a remote hybrid environment, which is about 70% of our positions. So we do have some other positions that are even in the cyberspace, just not on the red team side that are hybrid or, or remote. And since you mentioned the customer that's up in the Fort Meade area, I just want to find out, are all of your positions requiring a polygraph or do you hire across a variety of different clearance levels? It's across a variety. I would say probably a handful of positions are probably require a polygraph or having a polygraph within the last five years or even getting one. Um, It's not a, a large number of them. So when you're focusing on cleared cybersecurity talent, let's be honest, nothing is ever easy, just like getting off the mute button. But if you had to narrow it down, which one of your positions probably keeps you up at night is the most difficult to fill? Yeah, I mean, I would have to say it's our offensive cybersecurity roles. Um, There's definitely a lot of great talent out there that has the experience or is looking to get into the field. But for our specific customer down in Huntsville, not only do they have to be local to the Huntsville area, they also have to have their CISSP and their CEH certifications up front to be able to do some of the missions that they go on. So that definitely makes it a little bit more challenging. Um, but I would say we have a, a great, robust internal recruiting team that does an awesome job in finding these folks. And, and certainly we find them. It takes us a bit, but a lot of them do end up relocating to, to some of these locations. So as we were talking Competing for cybersecurity talent is really difficult, but I understand that you have a secret weapon in the form of Ben Clark. Now, for our listeners who may not be up on cybersecurity, can you share a little bit more about Ben and why is he so respected in cleared cyber? Yeah, absolutely. It's funny you ask that question because he loves it. I'm joking. You know, he's very humble. But You know, he's a well entity in the cyber community. Um, He is the author of the RTFM book, which is the Red Team Field Manual, as well as the co-author of the Blue Team Field Manual and the Red Team Field Manual version two. Um, The book is basically a ready-to-go reference for both Red Team and Blue Teamers to use different tools and tactics in their field. Um, And folks, you know, across the U.S. and other countries, you know, live by this book. And certainly it's, it's a big hit in the cyber community for sure and a big selling point for a millennium. 
And maybe you heard it here first. If you join the organization, you may get a signed copy. <laughs> oh, yes. That is part of the job offer. You get a signed copy by Ben. Maybe a picture with him, too. When you Oh, I dare say. You just have a line outside the door now. That is awesome. That really is an incredible, incredible uh, kudos to your company, just having such great talent there. And another kudos that I think is definitely worth kind of focusing on is just the population that does work there. The Army, we know, is one of your largest customers, but I've heard that nearly half of your new cyber hires are coming as referrals, which is incredible. Again, just a testament to the culture and what you're able to accomplish there. So kudos to y'all. That is fantastic. But just wanted to learn if you don't mind sharing just a little bit more about the partnership with the Army and, and kind of your referral program. We have an internal and external referral program, which we heavily utilize, not just in the cyber field, but in all of our positions. All of our employees have access to all of our current vacancies. So if they have a referral, whether it's for something that's open today um, or down the road, we still entertain them, still screen the candidates and keep them in the loop and, and, and posted of any upcoming opportunities if they're not opened right now. Um, but we also partner with military transition offices and network with upcoming service members that are going to be separating from the military. And as you know, good cyber folks or good folks in general, especially in the military, they build such a bond, they keep in touch with each other. So if one person gets a job or gets a, a lead at a company and they have similar backgrounds or positions that they may be interested, they also network with one another and um, we just build our internal and external referral network that way. So another exciting thing that I learned about Millennium Corporation is that you started an onboarding ambassador program, which really helps folks as they ease into Millennium Corporation, be them coming from another government contractor or coming out of the military. Can you explain to our listeners a little bit more about you know your onboarding ambassador program? Yeah, so our Millennium Ambassador Program, it's really a buddy system, you know, having somebody to be in touch with from day one, to be kind of that support system while you're onboarding, getting to know the ropes of that specific customer, or even our corporate staff, you know, who do we contact? Uh, who is a good point of contact? How Who can you help me that isn't your supervisor? As you all know, when you're new to a company, it's a little you know, you're shy or you're a little embarrassed to ask those silly questions to your supervisor. And a lot of more times feel more comfortable, you know, going to a peer and asking them, you know, who do I contact? How do I do this? How do I submit this expense report? You know, those little things come a long way to new hires. Um, and we try to do it for the first 30, 60, 90 days while they're onboarded. Go to your ambassador. Your ambassador will point you in the right direction. And that's worked really well um, for all the employees that we hire. I mean, we do it for our corporate employees, too, um, for our executive team also, because everybody's new to a company. Everyone has to learn, you know, the culture, how things are done. Um, whether it's at the corporate site or at the at the client facility. And then we also conduct 30, 60, 90 day check-ins with all of our employees to ensure that, you know, they're having a smooth onboarding process, not just from a millennium standpoint, but from a customer standpoint, you know, once they're on site, we don't have that reach to them like you normally would for someone that sits at corporate. So we try to keep that constant communication and try to make it a smooth process and then on a yearly basis, we also conduct anniversary surveys with our employees to check in, see how they're doing, and allow them to give us the feedback also. 
That is very cool. Just making sure you're staying on top of it and staying in communication. Everybody has a clear understanding. That is amazing and fantastic. And something else that I've heard that I think is pretty incredible is that y'all are actually interviewing service members anywhere from 12 to 18 months before they're separating. And then dare I say, even providing them offer letters. That is pretty incredible and certainly something that I've never heard before. So do you mind just sharing a little bit more about that and and what kind of inspired that and and the process behind it? Yeah, absolutely. So from a cyber perspective on an offensive cyber side, a lot of these folks with the clearance, with the experience that we need, a lot of the times they're coming out of the military or they're coming out of the NSA. So what we have experienced and done with a couple of hires in the past is allow them to, you know, if they're qualified and they're interested in the job and they're open to relocating, whether it's to Huntsfield, to Charleston, the D.C. area, we put them through the interview process like we would with any hire. Um, If that goes well, obviously we know up front that they can't start for 12 to 18 months out. We provide them an offer letter as well as with the start date. And if for whatever reason that doesn't work out or, you know, they find another opportunity, it's it's not a big deal. While it's not ideal, um, we certainly want to make sure that these individuals have an opportunity to get their foot in the door somewhere else outside of the military. So we are certainly open to doing that. And then we also have a skill bridge program where military members can partake and I guess you could call it kind of like an internship Um, program as they're separating out of the military and they have similar scenario, they have the opportunity to interview for a full-time role should that be something that they are interested in and, and they qualify for the role as well. So we have different avenues to work with military, um, service members as they're separating from the military, which is great. That's wonderful because I was actually on a interview earlier today with our Military Monday and it's amazing no matter how much we've all been in the industry and we provide tips to transitioning military folks, a lot of them still have the same questions, they still have the same discomfort, so I think your program's really fabulous to be able to get back and reach out to them and and provide them some kind of support to transition through. So Angelica, you have a lot of recruiting experience, and I was wondering if you could share one or two job search tips for our cleared listeners. Absolutely. Um, Biggest thing I've learned in my years in the recruiting field is, you know, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Be humble, be truthful on what you can and can't do. Don't embellish your resume. The truth will come out in an interview and it's just only going to make you look bad and feel very uncomfortable during the interview process. Um, And I would also say, you know, research the company, the people you're interviewing with. Be prepared. Tell the people you're interviewing with why you want the job, why you're the best fit. That goes a long way, opposed to just having the skill sets that is needed. I love it. The truth always the best policy there. Don't embellish, tell the truth, and the interview is a much easier process. So really do appreciate that great advice. And I know others would probably love to hear more advice from you. So how in the world can our listeners get a hold of you? Sure. So you can get a hold of me at recruiting at millgroupinc.com. It's M-I-L-L, the word group, I-N-C.com. And it goes to me as well as my recruiting team. So you would have the ability to get in touch with my amazing recruiting staff as well. And they'd be happy to help out in any way possible. 
Fabulous. We are so glad that you became our friend on the show today, Angelica. And thanks so much for just spending a little time with us, sharing a little bit more about some of the amazing programs and things to offer. So really appreciate the time. Thanks so much for stopping by. Thank you. Great to meet you both. So that was a really interesting discussion with Angelica No from Millennium Corporation. I really loved her onboarding ambassador program because I've advocated for that at many corporations where if someone is coming in, learning your systems, learning your customers, learning your culture, having someone who's a buddy and helping you through all of that is just a really great way to retain your talent. Rachel, what did you find interesting today? Yeah, I absolutely loved the ambassador program as well. It is such a vital need. I I love the example of even just where do you go fill out your time card, the important stuff that you might be too embarrassed to ask others. So I think that was a great piece. But I really also appreciated kind of the industry standard that they're setting when it comes to really interviewing service members before they even separate, recognizing where they're at and having the the foresight to really start the interview process and even providing them offer letters. I thought that was pretty groundbreaking, pretty exciting, um, and just hats off. That's, that's pretty stinking cool. So you've made it this far. We really appreciate having you part of our episode. As you know, you can search for a job on our job board, but I don't know if you know that we also have job fairs and we have a virtual all clearances job fair on July 19th. August 24th, we're actually going to be down in San Antonio for an all clearance job fair. September 7th, we are doing a polygraph only job fair in Hanover, Maryland. And on September 20th, we will be in Huntsville, Alabama, producing our eighth annual National Cyber Summit job fair. So you can listen to us here, but you can also meet us in person in those cities in the next coming months. Be sure to follow and share this podcast with your friends. Take care.